This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. And welcome to the 8th of April, 2013. I'm Cookie. And I'm Kevin. And this is the Cubby House. Welcome for another week. Thank it's you. nearly over. What? Quiet the 8th Quiet of April. You. you get to talk later. <laughs> if you haven't heard that voice, congratulations. <laughs> You're one of the three people left in the world. <laughs> yes, if you haven't worked it out, it is Dean Beck who will be joining us for this show. Uh, we're going to let him try not take over the show again. Uh, well, well, we'll try. Try, so. yes, I think is the more operative word. Uh, and that is because I will be starting this show later on with Kink Corner. Ooh. And yes, we're going to be talking about penis pumping. Yay. I, I hear the enthusiasm, yes, yes. Yes, then I've actually, quiet you, quiet. <laughs> then we've got Dean Beck on to have a chat about the Enough campaign and his role as an ambassador in this campaign. All hail. You're not a queen. Wow. (laughs) Wow. We could argue that one. But then he also comes and has a chat to us about some of the seminars that he'll be running. Indeed, indeed. So, with the Enough campaign, if you don't know what it's about, we're going to pose these questions to you in hopes that it might inspire you to create a bit more discussion. And it's a two-parter this week. That's right, because we couldn't fit it into one. That's right. So, listen carefully. Do you ask the status of a new play partner before engaging in sex? And secondly, does the answer to that first question change the way you engage your sexual practice with them? I gave it to you much more succinctly than that, but anyway, we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you'll notice even on Twitter I uh, abbreviated it slightly. Fine. But if you want to answer that... you get the gist? And they're important questions. They They are, are, they are. Do you want to give them to us again, Cookie? Yes. Firstly, do you ask the status of a new play partner before engaging in sex? And stop laughing at me, guy. (laughs) Secondly, does the answer to that question change the way you engage in your sexual practice with them? And if you'd like to contact us, this is how. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash thecubbyhouse. Or you can catch us on Twitter at thecubbyhouse with hashtag CHProject. The Cubby House on Joy 94.9. That was easy by Matt Zoe and Porter Robinson. Now we've got Dean Beck once again. It's not my theme song. <laughs> well, I was going to dedicate it to you, but I thought it'd be nice. Oh, we've got a few more coming up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, continue. Yes. Now, uh, gentlemen, uh, you've been around me long enough to know I am becoming a bit of a quiz master. And seeing as you're all quite happy to put me down, I'm going to try and put you in your place <laughs> for this next five minutes. Good luck with that. Now, this game I'm calling Small Screen Adaptations. And that's because a lot of movies have been successfully adapted into television shows, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then there's been some not-so-successful ones. So in this game, I'm going to present some ideas for television series based on big-screen films. But since they need to be scaled down for the small screen, I've also removed a letter from the title. Oh, Christ. 
Yes, I know. This. Hold on. This is going to be a fun one. I'm going to describe the show, and you have to give me the new title. The example I will give to Please, you. Please, yes. If I said this series featured a sweet, dim-witted baseball official who thinks life is like a the box Cubby of House. chocolates, <laughs> we'd be talking about Forrest Ump. Ump is in umpire. Yeah, no, I'm lost on this one as well. Let's Cookie, just, so, this well, could be a real dead air moment, but I'm letting you run with it because it's your show, love. That's fine. I'll just prove how many <laughs> IQs you don't have. <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on, hit us with it. Give me the first answer that comes to your mind. For starting with, an overprotective clownfish desperately tries to locate his son, last seen wearing his hair over his Funny eyes. Funny emo. Yes. <laughs> Listening to Weezer and swimming with the sharks off the coast of Australia, it is Finding Emo. You are correct, Kevin. From Pixar comes the adventures of man, some Meshugana talking dreidels, such as Sirius. Here's where it gets interesting because they're thinking. I'm not. I'm. I'm opting out. <laughs> <laughs> can Can you repeat the question? From Pixar comes the adventures of some Meshugana talking dreidels, such as Sirius. Yeah, no, I give up. The answer would be Oi Story. Oh, really? Really. This is- uh, uh, with the greatest quiet, respect, quiet, this is a load quiet, of crap. Quiet. Try, sometimes, try another he sometimes comes up with some good ones. Carry try on. Not yet. Carry on, carry on, carry on. Julia Roberts reprises her role as a beautiful prostitute, but this time she spitefully insists on being Petty Woman. Well, yes, it is Petty Woman. We would have also accepted Eat, Pay, Love. Are we done yet? No. I want to see if you can get this one because I think you'd like this one. Uh, the recently famous Barden Bellas continue their success to fame when they are struck down with a, b- a brilliant contagious skin infection. <laughs> I know what it is too. <laughs> it is itch perfect. Correct. It is itch perfect. <laughs> I don't know what is worse. The fact that I know the answer to these questions. <laughs> Yes, here we go. Uh, An American classic in which a manipulative woman and a roguish man carry on a turbulent love affair in the American South during the Civil War when the man suddenly has a life-changing casino gamble. Very big classic. The movie was made in the mid-70s. Going once. One with the wind? No, I don't close, know. Close, close. It's gone with the wind. Oh. Yeah. Are we done yet? No, not yet, dear. Please, please. <laughs> this done. is excruciating. Fine, I'll give you one last one. When the park finally shut down, Dr. Alan Grant packs up the prehistoric relic creatures into a vessel for Jurassic future- Ark. Correct, it is Jurassic Ark. And seeing as you're the only participant, Kevin... <laughs> You did so well, Kevin. Well done. I'm I'm really really worried that I got those. I'm really worried about our listeners. But anyway, moving on. Our (laughs) listeners love this. Yo, with the Cubby House on Joy (laughs) 94.9. Quiet you. Be careful what you're wearing. You never know what you're asking for here on the Kink Corner. And on Joy 94.9, we are talking about penis pumps on tonight's Kink Corner. Now, Dean, can you just repeat for the listeners a myth about penis pumps? 
They do not make your cock bigger. Whilst in a vacuum, your cock will be engorged with blood under that vacuum. And once the vacuum is released, the blood goes away. So what's the purpose of it? Um, to look like you got a bloody big dick but in only, a vacuum. But only while it's in the vacuum. Absolutely. That's but you've got to be really careful with penis pumps because uh, the vacuum can be very strong and uh, you've got to create a good seal and you need to get the right fitting pump. Um, and most importantly, never, never, never pull the tube off uh, without releasing the air because you can do some really serious damage to yourself. So what are the kinds of things that you can do to damage yourself? Well, I'm sure uh, Cookie, uh, having researched this, will tell us that <laughs> right now. I've done a little bit of research in the brief moments I had to uh, come up with something to say. Um, there are a few ways, as you say, you can. And there, the one of the common ones is uh, you can actually give yourself a hickey. Um, that is the least uh, worrying thing but yes you're right you yes can. it's yes. probably the most common one yeah but what is a, a hickey it's a burst blood vessel exactly mm. now the problem is particularly in the penis is because it's not just around muscle it's just tissue it's around erectile tissue yeah yes uh, it actually takes a lot longer to heal and could permanently damage your cock exactly exactly uh one of the other ones is depending on how you also incorporate other things such as water in the penis pump is you potentially can burn yourself without realizing it if you put warm water in the pump <gasps> to help soften the skin and loosen the skin because the under <laughs> some people do <laughs> Yeah, well, know. you'd have to have one hell of a vacuum, but yes, theoretically you could. What, yes. about, what about piercings? Piercings? Yes, piercings. piercings. Well, as with all piercings, I'd be very careful. Yes. Um, well, I mean, would you take your piercing out before you used it? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I've not, not ever seen one used with I a have, piercing. Uh, That's because hmm? it's not recommended to. No, I would imagine not so. Yeah. You would actually uh, damage the skin. And in trying to create a vacuum, you'd be pulling that mm. that uh, implant. Because you're pulling the hole open bigger. Like, whatever that piercing is, I that hole um, will be engorged with blood and, and pressure on it. So why do it? Other than to make your penis look bigger in a vacuum. Does it give you better sexual pleasure? No, it actually makes you lose an erection. Not so always. Are people it turned depends on? on the person. Well, it depends how much Viagra you've had. You're right. But if uh, you use a penis pump, um, when, the minute you release it, uh, you'll notice that you tend to go down. But, I mean, penis pumps for, were used as an erectile dysfunction tool years ago before we had Viagra. Um, and for those that had particularly uh, trouble getting an erection, they would use extremely tight um, uh, rings to secure the blood into the penis once the pump was removed now so i'm assuming the ring would stay on and then turn into a cock ring type thing oh no these we're talking super tight we're talking really tight so that the blood would stay in there but you can only use that for uh, no longer than 10 or 15 minutes before you start to go blue and we know what happens to a lamb's tail so um you know it, it enabled men to penetrate uh, because it was engorged with blood, hmm. but uh, only for you know a given time, and there was no sensation like um, 
you get with an erect penis at all. It was kind of soft and squishy, but big. And sorry, I'm fascinated by this because I have no idea about this. Never used it. Never had any partners. No, that have do used you it. Never. I, I, you're turning me off it completely. But is there a risk of sucking a testicle up as well? Yes, yes, and that's why you got to be careful with fitting your tube because you, you might want that sensation, right? Uh, or you might not. You might just want to suck the penis up. You might want to suck your penis and your balls up. So you want to get the right size tube. Exactly. Now, also... (laughs) (laughs) I love the little hand movement with that as well. If you want want penis length, right, you need a very thin tube because when it's under a vacuum, it will expand and lengthen, right? So if you will it lengthen permanently? No. Okay. No, under the vacuum. So if you get a thin tube, right, all of the... uh, all of the flesh is being pulled up the length of the of as the tube. pressure yeah, would. Yeah. You know, if you have a wider one, you tend well uh, risk sucking in your balls, but also uh, you won't get as much length because you're getting with as you'll well. get an outwards yeah. pressure. Yeah. Now, depending on how long you do it, and it's described on the web pages I've read, similar to muscle toning. Yeah, it's you, a lighter sheet. Really? really, it is a load of shit. Really, if, yep. you, if you do it day, 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 absolute day. crap. Yeah. So, Dean, how would someone that wants to lengthen their penis go about doing it? You need to do it with weights, and uh, the the what Cookie's referring to is cell, cellular regeneration, and there are contraptions that will pull on the penis, and you can use weights in conjunction with that uh, over a prolonged prolonged period of time, which can lengthen the penis, but a vacuum won't do it. How long are we talking about in prolonged period? No, three of time? to six months to get, you know, uh, one to two centimeters length. Really? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, the penis yeah. is an amazing organ. But you know, if you uh, like, I had my, I had an operation on my foot, and it was swollen up like a, a football, and they couldn't sew my foot back together again. So over. Uh, two weeks, they had to stretch the skin as the swelling sort of came down and stretch the skin out over the the uh, incisions. And that's like all skin. It will, you know, once it stretches, it will regenerate and expand and um, take in, fill in the gaps type of thing. It's one of the most amazing organs in the body. Skin. It, the skin. Um, yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. So, so is the penis, but that's irrelevant. Are we done on this topic? Did you want to know any more while we're at it then? <laughs> there are acly- acrylic tubes, plastic tubes, glass tubes. Um, eh, there are cheap ones, expensive ones. But clearly it will not lengthen your penis. It will not make it It will, more... whilst under a vacuum. Uh, well, it will not prolong the length of your you penis. You will not forever. have a permanently longer cock, no. And the porn stars don't use it before they go on air. No, 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 no. Unless they're specifically designed to use it. use a little blue pill. And that's King Corner for this week. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the Cubby House on Joy 94.9. We'll be back with Dean Beck, who seems to be taking over the show now, uh, to talk more about uh, the campaign he's now working on Enough. Joy 94.9. We are joined with Dean Beck. In Dean's show, considering the way we're going, it's great to be with you guys. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. Oh, we always love having you on. Thanks. 
Yes. Eventually. Um, so, Dean, 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 we got you on to actually talk about something fairly serious for a mm-hmm. second here. The Enough Campaign. So, what is the Enough Campaign? And for and those who don't know, it's spelled E-N-U-F, all in capital letters. Is it a campaign to get you off air? We've had enough of you oh. go. You can well, slap him. We, we allow that. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, enough is about uh, trying to stamp out the stigma associated with HIV. And, you know, sadly, we as gay men are amongst uh, the most discriminatory when it comes to uh, HIV stigma. And, um, you know, we do that in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways, like asking questions, uh, are you clean, which is just a silly way of, of asking someone their status. Um, but, you know, the, the, the stigma associated with HIV has outcomes for the health and well-being of all Australians, whether you're straight or gay, whether you're male or female. And keep in mind that about 10% of those with HIV in uh, this country are female. Um, and, you know, the stigma associated with HIV stops people getting tested. Um, it, uh, you know, has tremendous um, mental health ap- uh, connotations for those living with it. Um, you know, creating self doubt and um, diminishing social connectedness. Um, it also uh, stigma associated with HIV actually diffuses the health promotion messages that we. How does it do that? Well, it does it by people disassociating with it, right? If HIV is something that is stigmatised, people tune out because they don't want to have to deal with it because they don't want to have to deal with the stigma. They also don't get tested as regularly or as often because they don't want to find out. So when you have uh, a disease like HIV that is highly stigmatised, um, it's a little bit like the TAC, uh, you know, crash ads. After a while, you get desensitised and you tune out. And you go, oh, it's another TAC crash ad. And you don't even look at it. That's an interesting point because in the 80s, it was the Grim Reaper ads. Yeah, look, that did a tremendous job at uh, creating awareness of, of the uh, of the disease in, in its time. Probably saved thousands of lives too. Hmm. But... What it left in its wake was um, uh, decades of uh, quite horrible stigma that we are still trying to deal with. And to point that out, I actually went through that same stigma at my workplace. Yeah, because the minute so you I say understand. HIV, the, the, uh, the general public instantly gravitate towards the Grim Reaper campaign. Yes. Um, because that was the... I guess, most powerful uh, national campaign that we've had. All right, so how does the Enough campaign differ from that? Well, the Enough campaign wants us to start to have honest, open adult conversations around HIV to begin with. There's a start. So if you want to know someone's HIV status, say, hi, well, let's root. By the way, are you HIV positive or HIV negative? So you have to want to have sex with a person no, before you can... Oh. but you should also keep in mind, if someone discloses their HIV status to you, for whatever reason that might be, they are doing that confidentially with you one-on-one. And it is 
not within your rights to mention the other person's status to anyone under any circumstances. It is their health and well-being that they have entrusted in your hands and you should respect that confidentiality. I totally, totally agree with that. Um, but back to the Enough campaign, what, what is the Enough? Like, what are you guys actually going to be doing? What is the Enough campaign going to be doing to, f- to actually change this stigma? Firstly, we need to uh, remind people that HIV is a uh, disease that uh, you can live a healthy and productive life um, if you manage it properly. Secondly, we want people to um, acknowledge that perhaps the way in which they're communicating HIV or reacting towards people with it uh, could do with a bit of a shake-up. And, and it's, a not, really- it's not just the obvious really in-your-face discrimination it's the subconscious discrimination like you mentioned the use of the word clean look it is so the stigma associated with this disease is so um ubiquitous that we we've we've become desensitized we we don't even know we're doing it we don't even know that um that we're behaving perhaps in a way that someone with hiv might take offense to and so that's at its core, what enough is, is about is to remind us that, um, you know, we could probably be doing this a better way. And on the Enough website, which is enough.org.au, there is a pledge that you can sign. And there's also a 10 by 10 manifesto. And these are 10 declarations and 10 commitments. Um, and it basically outlines... Um, the effect that HIV, uh, that HIV stigma has on people and the greater community. And then it has uh, 10 things that it asks you to be mindful of and to make a stand for. And what are some of these things? Okay. So some of those commitments are... Um, Oh, well, let's read them out. We commit to rejecting HIV stigma and discrimination in any form and take action to expose HIV stigma as unfair, unjust, unnecessary and damaging. Become aware and informed of what HIV stigma sounds like, looks like and feels like and to name it when it happens. To not participate or to tolerate gossip about others' HIV status. To challenge the negative stereotypes of people living with HIV. To create spaces where disclosing your HIV does not put you at risk of rejection, intimidation and fear. To demand an end to the criminalisation of HIV transmission. To take part in the Enough campaign and other campaigns aimed to address HIV stigma. To support HIV-positive people to be resilient by letting them know that we are there for them. To take action to address HIV stigma when it affects our friends and our community. And to encourage media representations that promote community discussion and to acknowledge the complexities of living with HIV today. Enough is enough. No more stigma. The really sad thing is that most of those things are actually just common sense. Chiche. That's absolutely. That's really sad that there's an, there has to be a, a huge campaign based on common sense. Well, the stigma with this disease is one of the biggest barriers to uh, regular testing um, and to uh, disclosure. 
Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And again, where can people find out more information about the Enough campaign? You can read the 10 by 10 Enough manifesto and sign the declaration by going to enuf.org.au. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming and chatting with us. Now, we'll have a chat with you a little bit later in the show about your role as an Enough ambassador. Sure. Now, we've got a question for you if you'd like to contribute to tonight's show. Firstly, do you ask the status of a new play partner before engaging in sex? And does that answer change the way you engage in your sexual practice with them? You can answer via these means. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash thecubbyhouse. Or you can catch us on Twitter at thecubbyhouse with hashtag CHProject. You're with Kevin and Cookie on The Cubby House, joined by Dean Beck tonight. Don't, don't laugh at him, mister, you know, swinging your oh, glow was sticks going around. Off. And you were I was going, it. It's great. It's a little dance party and we're going to turn the lights out and go nuts. Mm, yeah. Yes. Uh, under the now, bench. Before, we, <laughs> before you do, I hope you ask uh, of, of this question, your next play partner. Do you ask the status of a new play partner before engaging in sex? And does the answer change the way you engage your sexual practice with them you can sms 0427 joy 949 email on air at joy.org.au or you can join us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house and twitter have we had any responses i'm actually really hoping someone will be brave enough to talk jump on the facebook have a bit of a discussion if you want start the discussion yourself yes please um or as cookie said you can send in an email or an sms we can keep you anonymous if you wish Yes. Yes, Bob from Broadmeadows. We will keep him anonymous. I, yes. I, 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 we'll call you Bob. Okay, so yeah. as much as we love you, mm. and I don't think I could muster enough How sarcasm with that mm. sentence. Doing well so far. I have to ask, why you? Why did they think oh, of you? Oh, buggity but- <laughs> Like, you're an enough ambassador. What does that mean? Well, look, I was uh, firstly very, very honoured to be asked. Secondly, uh, I think they thought it um, of value to have an HIV negative ambassador for a campaign that um, is in and around HIV. Um, I think it is... I don't think we have enough uh, HIV negative voices that speak up and discuss HIV as openly as I am privileged enough to do on Hide and Seek here on Joy. And um, so I think, uh, look, you know, have microphone, we'll talk. Partly. So it was because of your mouth? Look, uh, partly, but also I think uh, I've got a relatively uh, proven track record in HIV advocacy over the years. Um, And, uh, hey, if you're going to have an ambassador, you want a mouthpiece, surely. I'm sure it's a fact that you're pretty too that added to the value. Oh, shucks. <gasps> I don't think that had anything to do with it, frankly. I, I Although Jai Wallace, <laughs> I wouldn't have used pretty, but maybe photogenic. But Jai Wallace uh, is quite a hunk, and uh, he, of course, is uh, That's one right, of the you're, you're joined up by quite, uh, you know... S- Natasha Stott Despoyer is uh, speaking up for HIV-positive women. And, of course, the very wonderful Melbourne Chargers, the entire team, are ambassadors too. That's amazing. Mm. So, and there are more to come. So, what chose you, or what drove you to accept this role and accept this responsibility? I felt that in 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 a large part, uh, not only was I honoured and, and very pre- um, pleased to, to take it on board, but you know, 
much of it is what I've been doing for years anyway. Um, and I've had an HIV positive partner um, in a relationship. Um, I've got lots of HIV positive friends and um, fuck buddies, you know. And so uh, I'm still doing all right with my negative status. So, you know, that means that um, other people can too. And it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you have to be in the missionary position each time either. But have you or your friends dealt with discrimination or stigma? Like, was there something that drove you to, to stand up and say enough? Do you know what? Uh, one thing that sticks out in my mind is the re- reverse discrimination, the discrimination against HIV negative people by many in the positive community. It is not an exclusive club um, and uh, it's, um, you know, I've, I've copped my fair bit of uh, um, slack from people who say, you know, what right do you have to be talking about this, that and everything else um, when you're HIV negative? Well, I have every right in the world. Firstly, I'm gay. Secondly, it is my community. And thirdly, these are the people that I am rooting well, I was going to say you sound very passionate about it, and then you threw the rooting comment in, but all right. I'm passionate about that. <laughs> well, yes, I was going to say that. So how long have you been an ambassador for? Uh, I think I was crowned on... Such a sash queen. The campaign uh, kicked off in the latter half of last year, and uh, I, th- I was October, I think. The exact date was the 1st of November. There you go. See, I've done my research. There you go. It was the 1st of November. What have you achieved since then? Wow. So much. Um, We have put uh, HIV back into the conversation within the community. I think uh, we've handed out a lot of badges and some hideous sunglasses and we've been to many events and uh, we will continue to uh, spread the word. I should pay tribute to the uh, guys at Circuit Bar who did a tremendous uh, enough awareness uh, month during the month of March. Um, They did a great job in raising awareness uh, amongst their staff and their patrons. And, uh, look, we will continue to do it. It, We we have an end date, and that's uh, the AIDS 2014 conference here in Melbourne, uh, which is June of next year. Um, And at that point in time, we would like to hand over a lot of signatures that have signed the pledge to the conference. That would be nice. And are there anything? Are there any specific events or are there anything that you're going to be campaigning about in the next couple of months that we should be aware of? Uh, oh, I'm always campaigning, as are the other ambassadors. <laughs> but uh, you didn't do your research. No, no, no. Look, I do know that we are taking a bit of a, uh, a hiatus, frankly. Oh, you've done a lot so far. Uh, we are. Yeah, we have. And th- you've got to remember, this campaign is not funded. There's no money in this. Uh, the, all volunteer? It's all vo- well. It's not just all volunteer. It's uh, it's grassroots in the sense that none of the money comes from government. So uh, you know, I, I was part of uh, ate the play at Chapel of Chapel during midsummer. We raised some money that way. Um, some of the uh, drug companies have given some money, um, and uh, you know, living positive, beg, borrow, and steal from wherever they can <laughs> to try and. Uh, um, you know, create more awareness with the campaign, but it's really hard to have that level of impact that you can possibly have with a hundred thousand dollar donation. Very true, very true. So, where can people find out more information about your work as a Enough Ambassador? Just check out the Enough website, enuf.org.au.
Thank you very much. Pleasure. Sign the pledge and, uh, yeah, make it part of your life. Join 94.9, you're with the Cubby House. Dean Beck, making sure that we keep on our toes tonight here on the, on the show. Love this show. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin, who's uh, caught us on Facebook. We'll be getting to your question and answer to the question later. Not, not me, Kevin, another Kevin. But this big Kev was going off to Nikki. Love don't, that. Don't, don't. Dean, it's not funny. I actually don't. Never mind. Carry on. New topic. Uh, nothing wrong with a bit of minge. Right, and what about a bit of butt? Yes, well, speaking of that... Speaking of the man fixed on the anal fixation of all time... Isn't your actual title, uh, besides Enough Ambassador, anal aficionado? Aficionado. That one. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Italian. Um, Now, I... (laughs) Carry on, never mind. (laughs) I would like to extend an invitation to those who are in any way remotely interested in the ancient art of fisting to come along to my seminar Tuesday the 16th of April. It's being held at Man House. It is free. And if you want to find out... Anything about all the different sorts of toys that are out there, all the different sorts of gloves, the lubes. Um, all the lies that that sort of porn sometimes produces. What? All the what? The lies. The, the, what actually happens is not necessarily what happens in porn. Okay, you do know there's a difference between porn and reality, right? I think what Cookie's getting at is that not everyone can take a fist to the elbow uh, within a 10-second space of time. So, yes, that yes. There right, needs to be right. some sort of preparation. I'm assuming you deal with this in your seminar. Oh, look, you need at least 40 seconds. So I um, uh, would invite anyone to who is interested, uh, and if you are male, to come along and find out all the protocols and the various hygiene applications and uh, all the ins and outs of uh, discovering what fisting is all about. So what is the format of the night? How does it go? We uh, have a little... Sure. Welcome, everybody. Um, we watch uh, a, a short video and then we discuss... Is, uh, it, is it still Fisting 101? Yes. Yeah. My God, it's been years since I went to your seminar uh, and it's still the same Yeah, one. look, it's a good one because um, it's got some good bits and some really bad bits. And so yes. we talk about that. Um, and then we have a little break. We have a little coffee and bickies. <laughs> How delightful. You're laughing. It's quite true. Um, And, you know, my commitment to all of those in in attendance uh, is that whatever question that they have uh, come along with, they get answered that night. And if I can't answer it myself, then uh, hopefully I'll be able to point them in the right direction where they can get an answer to that. Hold on. Let's finish that. So Mm. we do the bickies and then what happens after the Oh, yes. Then we come back and we go through everything from uh, um, definitions, um, um, protocols, uh, etiquette, uh, hygiene, uh, diet, I'm, um, I'm preparations. Gonna, I'm going to read this off the actual toys. website. Safety and consent, diet, preparation and cleaning, anal anatomy, cleaning and hygiene, tools and protocols, oils and oils, apparently. Not, no, um, no. Understanding different lubes. Toys are us. Choosing the right toys. You've got some pretty funky names here. Uh, tips and techniques from borderline tops marketing to genius, darling. Borderline something. Yeah. Uh, and where to go for more information. So you, you, it really is an all-round topic. It isn't is, it? and you get a little booklet uh, to uh, take oh, you with get you. Presents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Besides your number. And, uh, <laughs> you know, look, I, I tell you, I've been doing this for about nine years now, and 
it astounds me who comes along. It is anyone from 18 to about 68. Good. I, and I don't feel so crazy being the young one. That no, no, not, not at all. Uh, and lots of couples come along. Mm. So it's, it's male only? Yes. And huge range. Do you get And there's, it's only a small class, so you must book online. It is free. So you do have to register? You have to register online, okay. yeah. Um, and just go to manhouse.org.au for that. Uh, .com.au. I am wondering, do straight guys ever come to your seminar? Yes, absolutely. The, the Straight guys have got the same senses, senses, bodily senses as we do, and there are lots of straight guys that like to be fisted. Hmm. Or pegged. And, believe it or not, it's probably a little easier with women because they've got tiny hands. Yes, but it's the nails that get me. <sighs> the no three comment. C's, Cookie, Communication, Clippered Nails and Crisco. Learn it. I remember it. Come I'm along to... sure you cover it on the night. Now, where can people find out more information about You can this? find out more information at uh, manhouse.com.au or you can book and register online there too. In- and that is important. You need to register for you the You do event. need to register, yeah. You can't just rock up on the night. But it's free. And just remember, for any seminar you go to, there's no such thing as a dumb question, only a dumb answer. You're in yeah, the there's some house. funny ones, though. Oh, there, there are. There are. There are. <laughs> And for the Cubby House in the last few more minutes, we are joined by Dean Beck. I haven't gone anywhere. Clearly. Yet. Uh, and we haven't scared you off with the question that we've been asking for tonight. Do you ask the status of a new play partner before engaging in sex? And does the answer change the way you engage in your sexual practice with them? Now, we thank you very much to Kevin. Not you, Kevin, in the studio, but Kevin on Facebook. I hope Kevin didn't want to be anonymous. Well, he's on Facebook, so no, he didn't want to be anonymous. Good on you, Kev. Thanks for that. Thank you for answering in, Kevin. And he says, no, he does not ask the status of his new sexual partners because, rightly or wrongly, I treat everyone as if they or I may be infected and always, always engage in safe play. It's like a dentist. What? Well, in that, a dentist should uh, orally operate mm-hmm. uh, as if everyone's HIV positive and that way um, everyone's that he treats is safe or she is that dental or is that all medical well all medical should um, sadly not all medical does um, and you know dentistry is an interesting one I don't know whether it's still the case but in New South Wales the laws were very different than in Victoria uh, in New South Wales you couldn't I think this is right. You couldn't practice dentistry if you were HIV positive. Um, But in Victoria, you could. Weird. Go figure. Well, thank you very much for joining us once again, Dean Beck. It's been an absolute pleasure and a delight. And I want to thank you so much for uh, helping me spread the word about enough. No worries. Now, you said there was no such thing as a stupid question, but there was some funny ones. Can you think of one question oh, you were geez, asked? I wish you'd warn me beforehand. No, they. Why, why, why would we warn you? I offered you the script and you told me, I don't want to see the script. Yes, I can think of a funny question. And it's one that I actually asked our nurse practitioner, Nurse Matt, when he was uh, on my show, Hide and Seek. Because I was a little concerned. I was whipping through the Crisco just quietly. And I said, Nurse Matt, is there any chance that I could be putting on weight because of so much Crisco being absorbed? No, it had something to do with an allergy. But um, no, you can't put on weight um, from Crisco. That's an important Not, not from past. Anally eating it anyway. Right. <laughs> There's something to keep in the logbooks, ladies and gentlemen. 
have as much Crisco up the bum as you like. Yep. <laughs> Zero calories. I don't know whether I'd go that far, but you don't put on much. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Dean. Thank You've you. been an absolute joy. Thank you very much. Uh, we can catch you on uh, Hide and Seek. 9pm Thursdays with Andrew the Apprentice. Um, on the line, 12 noon Thursdays. And uh, word for word, 12 noon Sundays. Excellent. Thank you very much. And you can catch us, the Cubby House, back here on Monday nights, 10 o'clock. I love this theme. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. And you can join us on Twitter at The at the Cubby House with the hashtag CHProjects. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.